1: Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard Entertainment and its games as carefully as is humanly possible, and yet they still manage to surprise us at the last minute with stuff while we're off doing other things. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm the host. Uh, with me this week is fantastic co-host uh, Ann Stickney. Anne, how have you been? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Tired. It's been a not. They they started road construction down the oh, road no. from my house, and they're doing it at night. And it's like it's like clockwork. Every night around midnight, they're suddenly like it's everything is normal, quiet average and then you hear and it gets louder and louder and it's like what is that what is that noise what is that are they like digging a hole to hell what's going on they've let the the beasts out of the sewers (laughs) i don't know what they're doing over there but it's (laughs) terrifying also we saw a coyote last week while we were walking my dog and that's that's been kind of bugging me ever since because it was a big coyote it was the biggest coyote i've ever seen really yeah, I've seen coyotes before. Usually they're, they're
0: not out here. They're not. This like cute one or was,
1: you know, how the top end is supposed to be around forty pounds. Yeah. This one looked like it weighed fifty. Like this was Ooh. a big, early coyote. Chunky he was, he was, coyote. Okay. Yeah. So that happened. That's happens. not good. And, and it's like weird because Edmonton's a major city. There's like a million people living here, but it's got this huge park. Like the, the freeway goes right through a whole park area, and so it's like all these ways for the animals to get around. So there's actually been a big coyote problem in Edmonton this year. A couple of people's dogs have died. So we were like, uh, okay, grab the dogs, walking home, carrying it. The dog's like, what? No, I want to go meet my new friend. I was like, nope, no, you're not meeting that coyote. So that's been, yeah. that's been
0: my week. See out here, we aren't, I mean, I live on a mountain. So coyotes are just kind of around along with a bunch of other wildlife. And, if you live out here, you don't leave your animals outside unless they're in like a pen, um with preferably a high fence, and never cats. You do not let cats outside ever. All cats here are indoor cats unless you're foolish and you feel like just putting some snacks out there for the various and assorted wildlife, coyotes firmly included in that statement. But yeah, um I don't know. I mean, I I Most of what I've been doing has been like just dinking around with my level 120 and also starting working on leveling my horde character. Um, I'm like about mm, three quarters of the way through Nazmir and it's just as good as I remembered it being. Uh, and then uh, on my 120, you know, we didn't talk about this last week. I feel like we should talk about this. So okay. um, as of today, I am at well, like a month now, maybe a little more than a month, having never seen a single solitary world quest with a dagger as a quest reward. None. I've seen umpteen swords. I've seen tons of maces. I've seen a lot of fist weapons. I have not seen a dagger. I am I am still toting around the 310 daggers that I bought from the auction house when I ding 120.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've i actually wanted to ask people, like if you play a, 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 a ro- an assassination rogue or a demon hunter... Have you seen your weapon type? Like, I mean, have you seen a single glaive? Any glaives? I know that you can use other weapons, but have you seen glaives? Have they dropped? I feel like there's a lot of edge case weapons that are not getting dropped.
0: It's weird because it's like when you're playing an assassination rogue, a dagger is literally, that's the only weapon you can use. That's it. That's the only dagger you can use. And uh, Sigmund in the chat channel just said that they got an Int, an Intellect dagger on their druid. Well, that's great. But there's also several different things that you can use on your druid besides just an intellect dagger. And um, De Gunther was asking about the warfronts. Do they get the weapons from there? Uh, I have done, I've done quite a few warfronts, and most of what I am getting is leather armor. That's it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I have gotten weapons from warfronts, but it's not like I I ran warfronts. It's kind of
0: random. What you I ran get. like
1: I have to have run at least a hundred warfronts over this past week i've done at least 100 maybe more i got three weapon drops total across three characters like three characters have been in those war fronts um each of them probably at least 30 35 times so total in the 100 110 ballpark of of amounts of times i've been in three weapons across three characters one character got two weapons one character got one weapon one character didn't get any weapons
0: see and this is my this is my issue here is that have there been world quests with weapon rewards? Yes, there have been plenty of those, but they've all been for outlaw rogues. I haven't seen a single one for an assassination rogue, and I play assassination. That's what my spec is. That's like...
1: What is up here. What
0: happened? Something has happened here. And I know that there are developers that listen to our show sometimes, so... Guys, can you just take a look at this? Because it's beyond ridiculous at this point. And I know it's not just assassination rogues. There are other classes out there that have like a single weapon type or maybe a couple of weapon types that they can use and that's it. And they aren't getting their weapons. Shields. I think people have seen like maybe one or two shields. That's it in the whole gamut.
1: there was an emissary with a shield alliance side I don't know if the horde got a similar emissary but that's why one of my characters has a shield entirely because of that emissary and Sage Time
0: pointed out in the chat channel here that subtlety is daggers too and yes they are so I'm assuming that they're probably not getting (laughs) any kind of all I'm seeing is outlaw 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 look guys I know you want me to love your new combat spec or whatever but I don't want to play it I want to play the spec that I want to (laughs) play So could you just do me a solid? Just give me a couple of weapons that aren't 310. That would be great. I had, I was lucky and I was fortunate enough to get enough gold in Legion that I could purchase 310 daggers off the auction house. Like the day that I hit 120, I was able to go do that. There are other people out there who are not that lucky. And we're sitting here going, I mean, when you play a rogue... It's all about the damage that you do and you need good weapons to do good damage. So, can we do something about this? Can we look at this at least? Can we figure out what's going on because this is beyond ridiculous at this point? It's it's ridiculous.
1: I really do feel like weapons in general needed more attention Then they got this expansion um just in general i feel like we going back to them after having artifacts all legion was always going to be a bit of a hard rumpy road but rumpy rumpy road oh, my God, part rumpy of me is
0: kind of wondering like was it always like this and i just put that behind me because we had the artifacts for so long
1: well, before there weren't quests that gave them at all like it was very rare that you'd get a quest get a good weapon i mean i'm thinking back I mean, to burning was it Crusade. Bad here. like
0: was it bad like this in in was, warlords as far as getting weapon drops oh yeah. was it bad like this and i just didn't notice
1: yeah because i mean warlords to a certain degree you would have the only weapons you would have gotten were from dungeons i mean i don't know it's like lfr and and looking for dungeon you know dungeon groups and so forth were the way you got weapons i i remember going back to burning crusade Everybody, like people who were in raid guilds who were going to be going into Karazhan were going out to Shadowsong Valley to do the, the quest that gave you, there were like a blue weapon that dropped that was slightly worse than a dungeon drop. And yeah. everybody went and did it to get that weapon because while it was slightly worse than dungeon drop, you could guarantee you'd get it. Whereas You weren't farming I running, a boss endlessly. I remember running uh Shadow Labs. Do you remember the spear that dropped at the end of Shadow Labs that all Ugh. the hunters
0: wanted? Yes, I have the worst memory. <laughs> Thinking about yeah. Shadow Labs gives me heartburn.
1: <laughs> that spear dropped on a group, and the hunter disconnected. <gasps> and oh no! I had to take it. Oh no! And it was an upgrade for me, even with oh, that. With no. that, you know. So I took it, and I was using it, and I was like, he, he came back, and he was like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Yeah, the spear dropped. I got it. The the timeout went." And back then you couldn't trade stuff. Back then you won the role; it was yours. It was soul bound. That was it. So I had the spear, and he, every time, like until he finally got a drop off of, uh, I think the the Wicked Witch. That fight, I don't remember what there's. A, there was a hunter axe that dropped off that fight. Until he got that axe, every time we do anything, we'd be like, I'm gonna take my spear?" Like uh, I I didn't want it in the first place. I had to take it. It was an you upgrade. No here, one else. Dude. Yeah, you were disconnected, man. But yeah, weapon drops have always been contentious weapon drops. I do you remember that there was this the, the dagger that dropped off of uh Rend? Yes. It was a, it was a it was a epic dagger that dropped off of Rend. It was one of the best daggers. Fury <laughs> warriors Fury warriors used to try and take Are it off of Are you talking about road.
0: back in classic? Yeah. Oh, there was so much. Okay, so on Heart my server
1: Heartseeker I think.
0: Yeah, Heartseeker I think it was, and there was so much. Ah, there was a big blowback on my server when that initially dropped because a hunter grabbed it because they were like, yeah. "Oh, well, you know, it's a hunter weapon." They literally grabbed it because they were like any weapon is a hunter weapon, and nobody could argue with them, but everybody was so mad. <laughs>
1: I, was I think guild. that person
0: got blackballed from like three different guilds because of that.
1: Yeah, I was in a guild where that dropped and uh, they, our Fury Warrior got it. And he also got the mace off of, um, it was the Blackrock Depths mace. Uh, Iron Foe, I want to say. Yeah, Iron Foe. So the dagger had some kind of crazy crit proc and Iron Foe had some kind of crazy double attack proc and... In the hands of a Fury Warrior, the two of them were dead. Were deadly, but, like, the rogues were just so mad because, like, he was basically wearing rogue gear. Like, not just the weapons, but everything he was wearing was rogue gear. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, I remember paladins like
0: running around, like, in cloth gear in vanilla because the cloth gear was actually better than any plate
1: they could yeah. get for healing. So, yeah, but I think coming back to getting weapons in this expansion, it actually isn't as hard for some classes it could be because we do have stuff from World Quest that that's actually I pretty think good it's
0: just because the artifact system was so good and we never had to think about getting weapons and i i think we got like almost coddled into this space and i hate using that word too because i mean, i mean i'm sitting here and i'm complaining because I don't have a weapon upgrade. I haven't been able to find a weapon upgrade. I've been doing the dungeons and things, did LFR, did all this other stuff. Have I gotten a dagger? No. Have they popped up anywhere on the world quest system? No. And I'm about... My eye level on everything else is above what world quests are going to give me. The only reason I'm doing them right now is for reputation and because I'm foolishly hoping that at some point in the future, maybe I'll see a tagger pop up. Still hasn't happened yet. Been waiting for a month, but maybe one day. And I know as soon as it happens, like two days later, I'm going to get an upgrade from like LFR or something.
1: (laughs) Maybe it'll happen in an emissary. That would be nice. Anyway, we got news to talk about. We we do actually have a lot to talk about. Um, The first thing is something that happened. Today, literally, like as as we were like getting ready to do the show, this this information dropped. Uh, if you go to BlizzCon this year, or if you get the virtual ticket, there's this two ways this will work. Um, if you get the virtual ticket, you will be able to download and play a demo for WoW Classic. And if you go to BlizzCon, it will be at the show. A playable demo for WoW Classic is going to be there. So if you've been curious as to what Classic WoW was going to look like, what what the uh, the long heralded, you know, retro wow is going to be, you will get to find out because that's going to be something you can either play it's at going home.
0: To, yeah. It's going to go live right after the opening ceremonies on November 2nd and the servers are going to stay up through November 8th. Um, so it's just a demo, not the whole thing. Um, I'm assuming that like the whole of the vanilla world will be open to us, but I'm not even sure on that.
1: Yeah. Um, they haven't said they haven't announced
0: I'm assuming that it's not going to be just like one tiny little section of Classic. I, I'm assuming that we'll be able to run around and do whatever. But it, I think that now the immediate question then becomes, okay, so does that mean WoW Classic is going to be out and available for play in the next like six months or whatever? And I don't know. I think that I this don't... might be like the beginning test to see how viable that build is that they've got.
1: Yeah, I don't know either and it's really hard to say, it depends entirely on what we actually see when the time comes. Yeah. Like if I'm the demo is I'm looking forward to
0: it. Don't get me wrong, know. I am looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> I'm curious. I I don't I really don't think I'll do much in it. I don't think I'll play it very often, but I'm curious. Here's one example. I still have I have an extensive weapon collection on my original main, the my human warrior. He's got all the weapons that he collected that I never got rid of. I just kept them. Um, uh, When Transmod came out, I did not throw them out. I kept them. One of the reasons I did that was so I could do stuff like go and look at them. Um, They've changed weapon design quite a few times when they've done stat squishes and so forth. Right now, Ashkandi is a 10 DPS weapon. I think it's 11.1 DPS. Something like that, yeah. Back in the day, it was an 80 DPS weapon. It was so good. Uh, Yeah. I want to gun on classic and get myself to 60 just so I can look at that weapon again i don't know how i explain it like if they let me import my original main at a level 60 with like his like if they had some kind of this is what you were like at level 60 i would totally do it just to go run around as i was then uh because it was it was fun i I had some stuff i love but in general i'm not i'm not the audience for this but i'm still interested in seeing what they do and see how fast they can have it out because we've heard nothing up until this this was the the last time we heard anything they had the forum post about what do you want this to be Right? I'm not crazy. They haven't made any announcements. That, else was, that.
0: that was it. It was just, um, we'd like your feedback on, and, and they said, okay, so we're going to do it with build, was it 1.12? It was the last build, the last build of, yeah, of Drums vanilla of before, yes. before Brun- Burning Crusade came out. So they're going with That's that final right. build so that everything is available to play, which makes total sense because everybody wants a complete vanilla experience. I don't know why I keep calling it vanilla. They're trying to go with this whole classic moniker th- thing and, and I should stick with that. Anyway, um, they want the complete classic experience so people will be able to start at level 1, get to level 60, and do all of the level 60 raids and everything that were available prior to the release of Burning Crusade. Okay, that's cool. That's great. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I think I'll play it a little bit just because I want to see if... I want to I want to... I guess I just want to revisit all of the the weird places that I used to go to and hang out that don't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Or they're so different now they might as well not. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've got new Arathi, I wouldn't mind going back to look at old Arathi again and saying, oh, yeah, that's what it was like. It'd be nice to
0: see the Barrens without being split down the middle, and it would be nice seeing, you know, Ashenvale without a big volcano in the middle of it, that kind of thing.
1: And all the dead elves. Yeah.
0: (sighs) That too. Yeah. I could do without that. So I don't know.
1: It's interesting you pointed that out, too, because it is one of those things that you don't you don't realize how much has actually changed until you start cataloging all the changes.
0: Yeah, I just I kind of want to see it again. I don't know how seriously I'm going to play all of it or anything. I just want to go see it again and, you know, remember what it was like. I, for me it's just like a nostalgia thing. I'm not gonna play it like hardcore or anything. I'm not gonna try to get to level sixty and get in a raiding guild and do molten core and all that all over again. No, I don't need to do that.
1: But I don't have the kind of lifetime that would take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would be lying if I pretended that there wasn't any appeal to that.
0: I think uh, that if I were going to do anything, what I would like to do is get to 60 and get to a point where I could do the old Naxxramas, because I never got a chance to do that. Um, my original raid guild in Vanilla, we disbanded about halfway through AQ, so um, I we didn't quite get... I think we were on the approach to Huhuran, and then everybody... Um, a lot of people decided that they wanted to go play EverQuest 2 instead. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that went for them, but I never heard from them again. So I'm assuming it went okay. But um, they had originally come over from EverQuest. So when EverQuest Two was announced, they're like, "We want to go back to that." And I'm like, "But, but we're raiding. I'm having so much fun. You're all leaving." So yeah, um, we never got to do. I never got to do Naxxramas at all, not at level sixty. So I kind of want to do that. I just want to see what it's like because I, well, I, from I the did, videos, so. it appears to be a very different experience you know
1: yeah when i first went into next 25 i remember even saying this feels like a deserted strip mall compared to the original next because when we, I, I was not a guild that was clearing next we didn't finish it but we were doing uh, i think we were on four horsemen we may have cleared four horsemen it's been a long time
0: there was so but much I, trash
1: there was so much trash and it was very different like yeah they had different poles they were in different places i mean when they brought it out in, in Wrath, they updated the look of everybody to give them gear that you would see on Death Knights of that time and it just it was a very different experience. I remember us farming frost resist gear for Saffron forever and ever. Um you were getting you could make it there. Um so I remember that we were using the The, the forge blue there and white make,
0: sets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I I'm interested, but I don't I don't have that kind of time. I, I just I mean I like to do stuff like sleep and and eat and, and not have to like go to the bathroom in a bottle. These are all things that I've I've grown accustomed to over the past you know fourteen years. Uh, I don't want I'm not adult. going back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not I'm not that interested in going back to all that. But you know, yeah. I, I do I do get why people want to go see it again just to see what they lost. But
0: I'm I'm looking forward to having a demo because it'll be really weird logging into that again and just yeah. like seeing it again.
1: I've got as it old- was. On my laptop, I've got the Burning Crusade installed. Like, no- nothing I since. Think,
0: I think I have somewhere in the attic, maybe. I have the tablet PC that I used to play vanilla on, and I think it's still got a vanilla build on it. I don't, because I used it. Yeah. Yes, I played, yes, I raided Molten Core and Blackwing Lair and all that on a tablet PC, guys. It was not a recommended experience, but
1: <laughs> it we worked. Did what we could with what it we had. <laughs> But yeah, we should probably also talk about some other more recent stuff. Um, yeah, some of the stuff that came out this week. Uh, one of the things that that hit my attention was they finally gave us the Xandalari aquatic form and the High Mountain. I don't want to say Moonkin form exactly, but the High the High the uh no the High High Mountain Moonkin form and the Culturas uh, shambling monster that casts spells form. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you call that thing. It's the like a boom. Yeah, it's got like a. A turtle head on it it looks like a giant beak turtle head it's skull f- scary it's, yeah, it, I like it, it don't get me wrong I think it's okay. great but out of the two it,
0: out of the two I vastly prefer the uh, I think the Zandalar aquatic form looks amazing
1: <laughs> yeah the Xandalar aquatic form is really interesting because it kind of looks like a cross between a shark and a an theosaur and a, and a gator kind of thing yeah, yeah. Got, it just got it a looks lot going good
0: on. it looks real good
1: the moonkin form for for the cultirans i mean it's it looks like someone described a moonkin to the cultirans like you guys you don't have any any moonkin druids do you what's a moonkin well it's kind of like this owl bear hybrid ah okay what about this that looks like an ogre corpse with a with a, ter- a turtle skull on the head yeah so about the same right no Yours is horrifying. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. That's oh we what we're need to put for. some
0: antlers on this, okay.
1: Oh you want more you want more antlers, I understand. No <laughs> Who told you anything about antlers? That torrent over there. Yeah. Give it a oh, few we, more teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously it is I like it, but it is creepy. F. It is a creepy, creepy, creepy thing. All um, of the
0: colterian druid forms are just slightly off putting. But I love them for it, you know. Like I love it. it definitely plays
1: it. to the Drusvar aesthetic. If you've been to Drusvar, yeah, it's 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 along those lines. The High Mountain Tauren are just getting they're getting their high mountain antlers uh on their moonkin form, which is cool. Uh most of I, I my this this Toron that I'm playing in the stream, which if you're not watching the stream you can't see, uh he is also a high mountain, but the hat I'm wearing actually clips the antlers, which is good because if it didn't this would just be the busiest head in existence um (laughs) but i i get why if you're a high mountain you want to have your antlers i i get it it makes sense so they're they're fixing that and that's cool but yeah that's the thing that makes
0: them high mountain it's weird that they wouldn't have those when they're yeah yeah because high
1: mountain other high mountain have their their they look very
0: good too they look very nice
1: but that's it for that um obviously lfr second wing open this week uh, uh,
0: Have you gotten a chance to look at it yet? Because I haven't.
1: I've been raiding normal, so we're oh. actually up, we're already on Zul and we're probably going to kill him this week. We we came like to eight percent this week. Okay, cool. So yeah, um, so I haven't actually gone to LFR since because it's just like I, I nothing nothing there is actually an upgrade and I'm not going to use my my coin rolls on it. So it's sort of like okay, I could go I could go there for in the hopes I'm of like just one piece. Why? But...
0: I mean, I'm going to run it. I don't. I don't know if Wing 2 has a dagger drop. Maybe, potentially. I'm hoping so. And if so, maybe I'll get that. <laughs> that
1: would be there, great. There are daggers on the bosses in oh, Aldir. I know that much. I yeah, know that I each... know. One of our wing one, one.
0: Wing 1 has a boss that drops a dagger, if I remember correctly. And they nothing has dropped anything of any other than, here, have some Azerite power or whatever, and I just can't be bothered. Is it just me or... Okay, how do you feel about the Azerite system right now? Because this has been a debate going back and forth where people are talking about, you know, it doesn't work, it's bad, it's this, that, the other, and they're talking about making adjustments to it and stuff. How do you feel about it in general? Just the Azerite, the whole system of having the necklace and empowering the necklace and blah, blah, blah.
1: The necklace and empowering the necklace, I don't mind. I actually think that having an artifact necklace is kind of cool. But the way it interacts with the Azurite gear... Way you have to like level up your uh necklace to even access some of the powers. Like you can get an upgrade that you can't use until you get go and grind out more Azurite power. I don't like that. I don't think the powers I think they're too complex. This is my biggest problem with the Azurite system from the beginning. It's too complex. There's too many moving my parts. too is, many powers.
0: My thing is, is if it was just a necklace and we were running around and getting power to charge the necklace, okay. That's one thing. It's sort of like having a mini artifact weapon, but not because it's a necklace, right? I don't have a problem with that. The Azerite armor is like somebody said, hey, do you remember when reforging was a thing? Let's just put that back in again, only make it ridiculously complicated and instead of, you know, having trees or whatever, where people can, like... We're just going to make, like, abilities, but the abilities aren't... You know, some of them are going to be good, some of them are going to be bad. You won't know what it is until you, like, get your weapon and unlock it, and... Yeah. Have fun with that, guys. I just... I'm not... I don't know.
1: And the fact that it basically... It imposes having to get more than one set of gear if you want to tank in DPS or heal in DPS. Exactly. I don't like that. I don't like... Oh, by the way, there's two more daggers. One's on Zul. One's on Gahoon. So if you, okay, if you go well, to the new raid, Zul, Zul I can is get, open. Yeah.
0: Zul I can get to. I can't get to the other guy yet.
1: Um, but to get back to what you were asking... Uh, I just feel like it's too much complexity, too many moving parts, too many things you have to keep in track of. Like This piece of 370 gear that I got is an upgrade, but it's not as much of an upgrade as it could be because of the power it gives isn't as good. And also, it's also not as much of an upgrade because I don't have enough artifact power to unlock it yet. So in reality, it's actually a downgrade from the 340s I'm currently wearing, and I'll have to keep it you know, in my bags until I get enough artifact power to use its powers. I, okay, what? breathe. Yeah, but that's the point. You have to like all that thought into it. It's like I just want to put on the 370 piece I got. I just, Why can't I wear the upgrade? I got upgrade? a new piece
0: of gear. I'd like to use this new piece of gear. Oh, I can't yet because my necklace is still trash. What?
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like they, Logistically, they spend... just just yeah.
0: you know, separating it from anything else and just taking a step back and looking at it, going I can't use this piece of gear because my necklace isn't good enough is just a ridiculous statement in and of itself. I don't, I don't know. For me, I think where my issue is coming in is that... Almost every world quest out there and many of the missions on my mission table are offering Azerite as a quest reward, right? Okay, cool. Here's some more fake numbers for your necklace and if when it gets enough fake numbers, it'll bump up and then maybe you could do something with your shoulders. There's nothing satisfying about that system. There's nothing satisfying about doing a bunch of quests and getting... Thing that doesn't even sit in your back It's not even anything you can use. It's just applied to that thing that you're wearing around your neck. That's it.
1: Yeah, I feel like if the artifact. Does that make itself, sense? No, I feel like if the artifact itself had it had some powers, and you could pick between them, and it was just you choosing what powers you wanted to use, and it didn't involve sort of like an artifact okay,
0: weapon. Yeah,
1: and it didn't involve okay. Now I got this shoulder drop from this dungeon, but this shoulder drop doesn't have that power I want. But it's still an upgrade, so I'll we'll use it until I get the show the power I want. And then they went and, and tied in. We can't even talk about this; we don't have time. But reorigination matrix is one of the most annoying things I've ever heard of. Do you know what that one is? No. There's a specific. power. It sounds terrible, though. There's a specific power on some of these pieces that drop in old ear, where every, up to three bosses you kill in a week. As you kill three bosses, it will add one to the power that in, in its. Very complex and very annoying because you have to like, okay, we've killed three bosses in all the other this week. So now I get another plus one bonus to my, like it adds a bonus to your haste essentially and, and damage. And it's just like, what? Like now I, so it's not useful unless I raid all the year. Like what if I don't raid all the year one week? What if I'm sad or I'm sick or whatever? Do, do I not get the bonus? No, you don't. You don't get it that week. Here's it's just my, like, what? Here's my thing that's, with that's it.
0: Awful. Here's my thing with it. And it all just boils down to this. I don't feel sufficiently motivated to go do a world quest or do a mission or put in, you know, the like the war resources to do a mission when the only thing I get out of it is a chunk of a rock that I see in the reward window, but I don't actually get. I don't click it. And I guess I am thankful for that because that was one of the annoying things about the artifact system was that all of those little things with the artifact power where you had to sit there and you had to like right click all of them to apply them to your weapon... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. at least you were getting a physical something, but it was kind of a pain, right? They eliminated the painful part of it, but they also, it. it that's all you get is this set of numbers applied to this thing. And to me, that just doesn't, I mean, I know realistically if I want to upgrade my necklace, I have to go do these things, but I don't feel motivated to do it because it's like... No it's so boring (laughs) it's just it feels really meaningless on a level that that I haven't experienced in World of Warcraft so far it just feels really it doesn't feel important it doesn't feel meaningful it just feels like a waste of time I'm not even like getting any big amounts of gold or anything out of this all I'm getting are these numbers that's it
1: I feel like Azerite power and uh, you know Azerite and artifact power and all that stuff It's fine when it does something tangible and immediate, but when you add something so complex to it, like, you know, okay, I have the helmet with these three powers. I've got the shoulder with these three powers. I've got the chest plate with these three powers and the powers all interlock in certain ways. So some are better than others. And do you have them all locked? Do you have the right ones so you can get like a double boost of the power? That's really good. And it's just, yeah, I'm, I don't hate it, but I feel like it should have been more simple than this. Because I really do feel like the for the past couple expansions, we've had this idea that a piece of gear that is an upgrade should be an immediate upgrade. Yeah, and that is no longer the case.
0: um, we have Starhammer in the chat channel who is making a point, and I feel like we should go ahead and address this. It says, Come on, are you really complaining about the Heart of Azeroth? Players complain that it's always more of the same than when Blizzard adds a new feature like Heart of Azeroth, and now everyone hates it because it's different. That's not why I don't like it, Starhammer. The reason that I don't like it is because when you are playing a game for rewards, you expect those rewards to be kind of like a tangible, ooh, goody, I got a thing. I don't feel that when I just get a number added to a necklace that I've been wearing since the expansion started. I that That sense of reward isn't there. And maybe it's not the most important thing in the world, but to me, it's like if you're going to reward someone for going out and doing a quest or completing a mission or doing whatever then shouldn't they feel like they're getting something from that reward? Because I don't feel like I'm getting anything. I really do feel like I don't even know what my count is at. I don't know how much how many more of these things that I have to do to get another level on the necklace. Like there's no there's no bar indicator or anything that tells me, hey, you need to get this much more. Nothing. There's no indicator of if My UI actually even does having, me, but... Okay, so maybe I need to look into a UI thing that'll add that, because right now there's like yeah. no indicator that it's actually doing anything for me. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like for the Heart of Azeroth, for me, the problem isn't the Heart of Azeroth itself. For me, it's the Azerite gear. Um, I don't feel the Azerite gear works well. It's not an elegant system. This,
0: I think we're beating yeah. we this should, dead we horse could, into the ground, though. And, and a lot of people have talked on. about it already. Blizzard has addressed this in bits and pieces, and they are looking at it and, and you know, thinking things over. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to level my nightborn and be happy about it until that point where I realize I'm never going to see a dagger. <laughs> anyway. well, that is a problem.
1: <laughs> uh, we should talk a little about the Overwatch PTR because uh, there's been some stuff added to that. Um, I don't really know what's going on with Torbjorn, other than he's throwing lava at people. That's what he I was. He can told. shoot
0: lava and he can throw a turret. He's got like he's. They're giving him a rework, basically. Okay, so they're trying to make this. They're trying to apply what they did with Symmetra to Torbjorn. I think in 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 some ways they're trying to make this formerly defensive character somewhat more powerful on maps where they're attacking or trying to retake objectives or things like that. Like Torbjorn is really good for defense, but he's not so much for the offense. Um, So what they're trying to do here is give him some abilities and give him some ways in which he can actually contribute and be more effective when he's engaging enemies by himself. And they're also, you know, trying to make his turret more powerful because, you know, that's a thing that should happen. But yeah, they're making it so that he can toss his turret like a projectile and it places itself automatically at like level two. Level one turrets, they're not around anymore. There's basically a lot of complicated stuff going on with Torbjorn and what they're doing with him, but shooting lava is a thing, which I think is absolutely amazing. (laughs) I mean, if we just want to go full dwarf with him, yeah, go ahead, have him shoot lava. (laughs) Why not? Uh, But those changes are available to play on the PTR right now, and I'm assuming that they're going to go like live somewhere around the Halloween event, which should pop up sometime soon here, I'm thinking, because, you know, we're I, almost I read into one person, October.
1: Yeah, I read one person saying that Torbjorn was actually pretty ironically a good counter for Brigitte. And yeah. that was interesting to me. It's like, you know, I guess your dad would kind of know well, how to push your buttons to a certain Yeah,
0: level. yeah. So,
1: you know, father-daughter dynamics out in game form. Uh, and
0: there are, there's other tweaks going out there as well. I think um, Soldier 76, McCree... Farah, and I want to say Orisa, they're all getting tweaks, but nothing on the scale of what they're doing to Torbjorn. So if you play Torbjorn, or if you've played him in the past and you kind of wished, gosh, I wish he was a little more effective, go check him out on the PTR. Go go give him some play because, uh, I think I think these are good changes. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to play with them myself. I've just seen videos and obviously, you know, watch the overview on it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see what they're going for here. It's something similar to what they did with Symmetra where they want to, you know, they want to make a character that people are going to want to play on offensive like when attacking as well as you know on defense
1: all right that's cool um one last thing and i suspect this one might actually take up a good deal of talking time for the two of us but here's the storm um put out a new comic for their new um you know fall of the king's crest event and um you want to go? You, you you wrote an article about it. So I, I feel like
0: yeah, to... I had some things to say about this and I feel kind of bad about saying those things, but I also feel like they kind of needed to be said. Um, go read the comic first off, because the comic, it's very well done. It was written by Justin Dye, um, illustrated by, I'm going to say these names wrong. I think it's Su Quing or something like that, and Sasha Tudvasveva, I'm going to say these names totally wrong, and I really apologize to all the people involved with this. It is a beautiful comic. The illustrations in it are gorgeous. The artwork is gorgeous. The coloring is on point. It's well-paced. The panels are well laid out. The dialogue is fine. Everything, it's a good comic. I just don't care. (laughs) That's the problem for me, is that Blizzard said that they were going to start introducing this whole extended narrative for Heroes of the Storm. And when they said this, this was back at PAX East, I think in April. Was it April? I I think think it was April.
1: I don't remember exactly when PAX East was, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, they said that they were going to introduce this ongoing narrative and they talked about how... Heroes of the Storm, the Nexus is like actually this universe that connects all these different realms. And there are realms that are like, you know, the World of Warcraft realm or the Diablo realm or the Overwatch realm. And then there are original realms like the realm of the Raven Lord or, you know, the realm that King's Crest exists on, that kind of thing. And they're all fighting for dominance and supremacy and all this other stuff. And when I first heard this, I'm like, okay, all right, I could see this. I, I can get on board with this. Let's see what they do with it. Because they've never had any kind of an extended narrative in Heroes of the Storm. Uh, from day one, when they first announced this thing, it was very tongue-in-cheek. It was like, let's get these heroes from all over the place and let them beat each other up. And that was it. It was fine. It was enough. It was all we needed. It was really cheeky and fun and kind of irreverent. And resulted in things like um, Abathur in pajamas. And... <laughs> Asmodon doing sick dunks with the basketball, right? Okay, so there was like a lot going on there, but it never really had to be taken seriously. And I don't think it was ever really taken very seriously. It didn't need to be. It was kind of, to me, I kind of clumped it over in the same area as Hearthstone, Hearthstone doesn't have like an ongoing narrative or anything like that. It has these expansions that it does, and the expansions have little stories to go with them. And the stories are so ridiculous and so over the top and so everything else, but it fits right in within the context of playing Hearthstone. I feel like with these comics and with this narrative that they're trying to push, they're trying to get us to take Heroes of the Storm seriously. And I can't quite get there. And maybe that's a problem with me, but I just, I can't quite get there. Because every time I start thinking, gosh, I should really feel invested in these characters or whatever, then I remember the Sun's Out, Guns Out trailer and I start laughing. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you don't really want to hear about how uh, Tychus Finley's uh, sunburn is affecting the Nexus. It just, I don't know. There's a moment in the comic, and I'm not going to, if you haven't read it, I'm not going to spoil it or talk about it too much, but there's a moment in the comic where it happens and I'm like, that was gratuitous. Like that we just got this character basically like one or two comics ago. And now that happened. Okay. Like, I don't know how to put it. It just, it's hard to ramp up the stakes in something where the stakes were, you know, we're going to do wrest, We're going to wear wrestling matches. We're going to wear wrestling masks and and be luchadors. Okay. Now we're robots in a, in a, Mecca version of stormwind Here's
0: space okay. lord leoric and the star yeah. princesses like yeah that's all i need
1: it's space lord know. leoric which is it's literally star wars meets um you know sailor, sailor moon,
0: moon you, know? you know and it was great it was so great i loved that trailer i loved but, the sun's out guns out thing i keep going back to that one because it was so ridiculous but i laughed so hard like it worked it just it worked It was kind It was irreverent. It was kind of fun. And that's all Heroes has ever really been to me or needed to be to me. It didn't need a heavy ongoing narrative. It didn't need anything to kind of push it to an emotional level where I'm having some kind of emotional reaction to it. Because I don't really, I don't know. I guess I just don't need... I don't need that emotional reaction for Heroes of the Storm. I just want to play my goofy characters with their goofy skins and beat the snot out of some other dudes, and that's that's all I need. That's all I need.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it does feel like it's it's a situation where they're trying to implement this, and to a certain degree, in order to sell it, you have to get people to care about characters they've just introduced, and there's no stakes. It's there's no you know how do I. It's one thing you do it in WoW when people have been playing WoW for years and have an emotional attachment to characters. Or um, with
0: Overwatch. Overwatch introduced that narrative from the very first cinematic that it produced. Like yeah. that first thing where they it it simultaneously set up Overwatch, told us about the fall of it, told us with the kids what people were thinking about it, and then introduced all these heroes who were obviously still out there. I mean, it like that whole what, three, four minute whatever it was animated short that first one that they did at blizzcon by the time they finished that thing and the kids sitting there going yeah i'm like yeah i'm in i don't even know what this game is about but i'm in right we never got that with heroes of the storm heroes of the storm when it was introduced it was introduced as blizzard dota um it was a very tongue-in-cheek kind of i remember seeing the trailer for the first time and thinking oh huh that looks like fun like that that looks like a fun game to play there's nothing narrative-wise here. I mean, I think when they first introduced it, they were like, two gods, one red, one blue. They gathered all these heroes to just fight for ladder points or whatever.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> and, they, and that they was, did make a joke on that effect, yeah. They,
0: they made a joke out of it. And it was like, okay, cool. All right, I'm on board. I'm on board with whatever you're going to give me. That's cool.
1: Yeah. But so that, that three years that's... after
0: the game has already launched and been inundated with all of this silly stuff, you want to throw me into a serious story? I just, I can't... I can't get into it. And I feel really bad because it's not a bad story. It's not. It's just I don't <laughs> care.
1: <laughs> had they opened with this, like if, if, you know, Heroes of the Storm had opened with, you know, the, the Raven Lord is doing evil and you heroes must stop him. Yeah. Then we would have known, you know, it probably would have worked. Day one would have been on board with it. Right
0: now I've got so many other preconceptions about this game that it's just really hard for me to kind of absorb that narrative. And I I find myself wishing more and more with each of these comics that come out. And don't get me wrong, like I said, these are excellent comics. The story is great. The artwork is fantastic. They are beautiful. They are better than some of the Warcraft ones that came out pre-Battle for Azeroth. But I find myself wishing that they had just like leaned into the silly because the silly is kind of what the game's already always been about and if they had taken the hearthstone approach with it and just gone down that i mean we've got what like three different games that have pretty heavy storylines already for yeah, count yeah. starcraft even though starcraft isn't really doing much of anything right now we don't need another one we, we do need some light-hearted fun that's what heroes has always been i don't know
1: yeah, well, we should probably, at this point, we've, we're getting kind of late, so we should try and at least do one or two emails. But, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on the storm. Okay. Uh, if you have an email for the show, guys, uh, please send it to podcast at com with the subject line podcast at Blizzard Watch so we know it's for this show. Um, Ann's going to read for us, so if you don't mind, Dan.
0: This first one is a doozy, and I didn't read it in advance, and now I feel bad. But, okay, this is from Zach B., who says, Hello. I've mained a Death Knight since the beginning of Legion but I'm feeling left out with all the allied races. Do you think we'll see an allied race that is able to be a Death Knight? And if so, what races do you think are possible?
1: I didn't until recently in Battle for Azeroth. What do you think? Um, I've been looking at like stuff that's going on in Battle for Azeroth's story, and I can imagine changes that allow... like I can imagine them changing the Death Knight starting zone To reflect the new reality of who's currently the Lich King. Oh, oh, God, I didn't even think about
0: that. And now that I'm thinking about uh, that, I'm like, yeah, that would open Death Knights to pretty much every race, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and that guy, you know, Bolvar as Lich King has got a different, uh, different approach than Arthas. I could see them doing it. I think some definitely wouldn't work. Like Void Elves, no. Void Elves are already tied to something else. It's already part of them. I don't see them then becoming death knights. It's a blood just, elf it's...
0: death knight kind of looks like a void elf. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So I don't see void elves, um, but you could definitely see night Nightborn or high mountain. I don't think Lightforged. again. I think Lightforged and void elves are both a case where you've got something there that would prevent it. Um, you know, you can say that the Lich King is powerful enough to overcome the worgen curse, but I feel like a light forged death knight is almost an anathema anath- 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 to itself. It's, it's antithetical. There's just no way for the They've two to... They've been given a
0: supercharged this. dose of go-go light juice. Um, I yeah. don't think that the that even the Lich King is going to be able to overcome that. But and much the same way the Void Elves, it doesn't really seem to work. But, I didn't even think about that, though. I didn't even think about the fact that, oh, yeah, all that stuff is going on. It is entirely possible. We're going to see a new, a new wave of Death Knights in the future. Yeah. It's Why possible. Wouldn't? It's entirely possible.
1: After Legion, it's definitely set up that the Lich King is more firmly in control than he ever has been. Uh, The Knights of the Ebon Blade have been returned to the Fold. Darian Mograine is directly working as one of the Four Horsemen. The only person who would be standing in his way was the guy who played the Death Knight, you know, the Death Lord in Legion. And that guy's off doing other stuff.
0: I still feel so bad for Darian Mograine.
1: Like yeah, we his really life his
0: life is just terrible and after his life was over it just got worse.
1: Yeah, this one guy whose death has just made things worse for that guy, yeah. But you know, if if your death knight, like my death knight, if if she even stopped to think about all the bad stuff she was doing, there was always more stuff that had to get done. So yeah, at the end of Legion and with stuff going on in Battle for Azeroth, I could see the the Lich King reopening recruitment and I could see new Death Knights. And I could see it for most races. Um Xandalar, sure, why not? Cultarans, sure, why not? Um, especially with one particular cultaran that he will be interested in. Um,
0: oh no! Yeah, no, you know. I don't want that to happen. I just I don't oh, want it to happen either. No. But you know, his
1: eyes going to turn that way.
0: Oh no! Okay.
1: Yeah, so there's there's room for some of them. I think maybe sooner or later it will happen. I just don't know when. Uh, right now. The only class I think that can play absolutely every single allied race is warrior. Um, I think warriors are the only class that can play everybody. Uh, but that's I in was the future. Say rogue, I going to rogue, but then it. I forgot about Torrent. Yeah, I don't think the Time Mountain can be rogues. And not Neither one yeah, of them can be March, rogues. Too. Yeah, so. But we'll see. I mean, we got the, the Dark Irons and the Xandalar. Neither of them strike me as not being able to be Death Knights, you know, so I definitely think it could happen. That's my take on it.
0: It's terrible to think about. Thanks, Zach, for giving us this horrible thing to think about. Uh, Our next email is from SuggleKitten, who says, Greetings, watchers! Addressing the recent conversation of flying and warlords, I find it puzzling that people playing a game don't want to play the game. I can see that by patch 11 we will only have level 1 to 10 for the current expansion. Everything before that will be auto-completed. Players will get every armor piece, every recipe, because it's too inconvenient to actually have to play older content. Oh, and new characters will start in the opening zone of the new expansion already with purple level 500 gear. Thanks for a great show, Suggle Kitten. I think you're kind of like going overboard there, Suggle Kitten. We're not. The, The thing about flying in Warlords, it isn't that people want stuff handed to them or whatever. It's that legit by the time if you sat there and you ground out all that it took to get flying and warlords i don't i don't know why you would because by the time you you get the opportunity to get started on that you're already moving on to another expansion so it's just not useful so i think the argument there is that why not let players have that when they arrive instead of having them you know, it's going to be something that they're just inter- eternally missing out on because they just can't be bothered to go back and do all that stuff. So people do want to play the game. They just they want to play the game where everybody else is playing over at max level.
1: And- yeah. Plus, I mean, there's another thing to think about here too. Uh, if you want to make it so people level in Warlords content when it's level appropriate and don't fly so they get to see it on their first character the way it was for everybody who got that, that's cool. But I can fly. All my alts can fly in in, in Warlords right now because I got Pathfinder on my main. Somebody who just starts playing the game can't do that. And in order to get that achievement, it's like, well, you can go on and and go do Legion or you can sit here and try and grind rep with these guys that give you nothing. It's just, why wouldn't I just go do Legion? If anything, it keeps people from playing that content.
0: I would be okay if they kept the Pathfinder in, but like, relaxed the requirements so that you know how you had Pathfinder Part 1 and Part 2 and Part 2 involved Tanan Jungle and all of that. I would be okay with them reducing that like cutting out the Part 2 and saying okay so you have to do all of the exploration and all that stuff that was required for Pathfinder Part 1 and when you're done unlocking Part 1 that's when you're gonna get flying. The thing that's tedious to me is that the second part of pathfinder you don't get to it until you're already max level and if you're already max level well then that's old content and yeah you want to keep playing the game because you want to get to where your friends are at up there at level 120 so i mean that's where the sticking point is for me i think
1: yeah um, it makes sense to me i mean there's no reason somebody I mean, it's not it's one thing to say you know everyone will, everything will all complete you all get all the armor in the game by the way do that please give me all the armor in the game give it to me now sure no, I'm, I'm kidding. Just, just uh, let me push a button and fill my wardrobe. <laughs> I, my wardrobe is already ridiculously full. I, yeah. I farm all stuff all the time. Yeah, But um, I, I do think there's a difference between this is just busy work that keeps you from actually playing the game anymore, and this is something that everybody, you know, it should, it's, too, it's too easy to let people have it. I feel like once you've leveled the character through Draenor, I would be okay with, like, you level your character through Draenor, and as soon as you hit 100, boom, you get Pathfinder. I would be okay with that because now your character has a level 100 character on the account. You've got a level 100 character. Now you obviously did the
0: Draenor content. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: you did it. Boom. Now you've got Pathfinder and now your alts can all fly when they level through this. That'd be fine by me. You still did it at least once and having people like Pathfinder itself wasn't an easy achievement. Like there was some stuff in it. You had to kind of work to get. So I feel like that can be relaxed so that people can get it. Okay, Cool. I'm now going to go do Legion, and when I hit level 120, I'm going to come back and and do some of these old instances and stuff, and I won't have to, like, ride over land to get to all of them. Because, man, if I I had to ride over land to farm some of the instances I'm farming in in Warlords content, I would be Uh, mad.
0: Yeah, and I don't – I mean, I don't really have a problem with it if they wanted to auto – the Pathfinder system to unlock flying – I'm okay with that system. I was okay with it in Legion. I'm okay with it in Battle for Azeroth. I was okay with it in Warlords. It was kind of nice. It was like, okay, I get to utilize all those ground mounts that maybe I haven't spent a lot of time utilizing or whatever. Um, I get to utilize all of those. And eventually, through my own hard work, I can unlock flying and I don't have to pay a ton of gold to get it done or anything like that. And it works. I mean, it works. There's there's no denying that it works. The thing that doesn't work for me is that when you move beyond that content, the people that maybe weren't playing during Warlords or or weren't playing during Legion, like they just started playing with Battle for Azeroth, they aren't going to get that flying in those old areas unless they decide to go back at 120 or whatever or just spend a lot of time in old content that doesn't really matter anymore that's that's where it kind of falls apart for me so i don't know i don't think that they should get rid of it for legion because legion is still too recent i think it's pretty recent and it's recent enough that people can go through and play through that stuff warlords though by now is how many years old Uh,
1: we're looking at five or six yeah it's been a while
0: yeah i think it's it's old enough now that maybe we could relax those maybe i don't know i'd be okay with it I'd be okay. Um, I think we have time for one more email. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So this one is from luggage (laughs) (laughs) who now has me thinking about Terry Pratchett and being mildly terrified, but that's okay. Uh, they say, hey guys, so far we know there's a Diablo comic, a Diablo Switch port, and a new Diablo book coming out. We know that there are rumors of a Diablo Netflix series. Does that mean that maybe there isn't a Diablo 4 coming? I mean, that's a lot of Diablo news, especially if the Netflix cartoon happens. Are we just projecting? And if there is a new Diablo game, does it have to be a direct sequel? Everyone seems to be lining up to kick a uh, pub. PUBG and Fortnite off of their thrones. Why not Blizzard? You guys are so cute. Luggage.
1: You, luggage. Please don't eat us.
0: (laughs) What do you think? Do you think Diablo 4 is going to be another dungeon crawler? Or do you think that they go the route of Fortnite and play on Battlegrounds?
1: I don't have anything against those games, but I'm not particularly interested in playing one. You aren't,
0: but there are obviously millions of
1: other people that are. But to a certain degree, you have to look at the world. Like, uh, with with Blackout coming out, Call of Duty... Is it Call of Duty Blackout? Uh, I, I can't remember if it's Call think of Duty so. or not. I so. I'm not sure. But Blackout is this big, big, big challenger to the Fortnite and PUBG. And apparently it's really good. People who've played it are like, yeah, this is great. This is the best Battle Royale yet. So with that coming out, with um, Fallout 76 being a kind of survival you know, multiplayer version of Fallout, with that kind of stuff happening... I feel like maybe it's not the time to put out another... You know, if Blizzard did it, it would be like when Blizzard did Overwatch. It would be the most polished one ever, and everybody would be fall in love with it. And we we know how it works. We've seen it enough times. But I feel like now isn't the time. Like, it's not... We don't need to have another Fortnite just yet. Maybe maybe in a year or two. I, I really don't think Diablo is the game for it, either. Because... Those I don't games all you tend you be a bunch of little...
0: all-powerful Nephilim duking it out for supremacy.
1: Yeah, but those games all tend to be somewhat zany. Yeah, they do. And Diablo is not zany. <laughs> if you do that game, I guess if you do it right, it'd be great, but it's going to be gory as heck. Diablo is the one game where... It's like Mortal Kombat looks tame to me after I play Diablo for a couple hours and realize I've literally showered myself in demon gore. I'm actually walking through a whirlwind of steel that is sending demon parts up into the sky. I I mean, it's it's a gory game. So I don't know. Even
0: running over the bugs is kind of a gross, yeah, visceral experience. It's great. One of
1: the one of those games that just it is about mayhem and loot acquisition, and I. I hope they don't go too far away from that, although I am also the same guy who has said repeatedly I would love like a Breath of the Wild slash um, Skyrim type Diablo game. So, yeah, I'm being a little hypocritical. If they if they did a Diablo game franchise that I'm interested in, suddenly I'd be OK with it. And if they do one I don't, suddenly I'm not. So I, I do get that. But the idea that this is not going to be a Diablo 4, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like that. I feel like if they actually don't have a Diablo Four announcement at BlizzCon, people are gonna be real upset. They're gonna be sad. They're gonna be. They're gonna feel like there's no game.
0: I will be one of those people. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: I just the only thing they could do that would make me not be sad would be if they if they announced some huge major expansion for Diablo Three, and it would have to be a big one. It would have to be going to level eighty all this new gear. We're going to finally find out what happened to all these characters. Like here's, you know, here's Adria's fate in hell. Here's what happened to Leah. Here's what's going on with cover to Shannon and the, and the uh, gemstone and all that stuff. in Durgis, you know what I mean? That's the only thing they could do that would get me to not be depressed. But frankly, at this point, if you're going to do that, do it in Diablo four. You know I
0: just, really want to know what's up with Covetous Shen, and you just reminded me that I really want to know what's up with Covetous Shen. Covetous
1: Shen <laughs> is on my head all the time. Like I'm constantly yes. going, What is the deal with this? Like is he free-? You, you've certainly hinted that he's not lying to me. There's been enough stuff in the game to make me think, okay, he really is formerly a god. Uh could you we could we have some details on this? What does that mean? You know, just something. Something. Come on, guys.
0: Okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our emails there, and um, that also wraps us up for the show. Blizzard Watch it's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
1: Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, again, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at com with podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we'll be here next week.